My name is Drew Joyner, and you're listening to the Beyond the Garment podcast, a podcast dedicated to enriching the lives of others by talking about sustainability, fashion, art, and culture. We hope you enjoyed listening to this episode as much as we enjoyed creating it. All right, let's get to today's episode. Today, we have one of the most incredible guests that we've ever had on the podcast. Allow me the honor of introducing John Taylor. For those who don't know, John is an American fashion designer and artist who specializes in menswear. He's worked at some of the most prominent brands in the world, the likes of which are Tom Brown, Nike, Gucci, Emilion Dore, and several others. And if that's not enough for you, John is currently in the process of launching his own line, Moment Om. Hopefully, I pronounced that right. Um, but saying all that is, is saying that I'm excited is an understatement, you guys. Uh, let's get into today's episode. John, how are you doing today, sir? Not bad, man. Not bad. Just, uh, you know, keeping my head up, you know what I'm saying? Trying to stay safe while trying to conquer, I guess, chip away. Definitely. Definitely. Did I say that right? Moment. How do you pronounce the, the, um, it's um, it's, you know, it's, it's French for man. Um, French. but I just call it moment, but really it, there's so many parallels to that name, but one of them is actually a play off the word momentum. Oh, okay. You know, okay. I was in school studying menswear in Chicago. I came up with this phrase and I will always say that momentum controls the universe. And ironically, that's how the, the name kind of made sense to me with a couple more mm-hmm. factors, but we can get into that a little later, but uh, yeah. So, definitely, yeah, definitely. Yeah. We'll definitely get into it, man. I, um, you probably don't know this, but you know, I've said this a couple times on my podcast. I'm I'm in the process of learning French, so uh, it's definitely a language that I I'm always gravitated towards, and I love I love the naming. I didn't know momentum was a part of the the wordplay on that. Yeah, super yeah, dope, yeah, super yeah, dope. Yeah. But let's get into the first question, man. You know, what is your background? Where are you from? And how is it like for you growing up as a kid? Oh man, I'm a country boy, man. I, I'm I live in New York City, me and my wife and my daughter, but I'm from Arkansas. Okay, yeah, man. I'm from a small town called Whitehall which is inside a small city called Pine Bluff, which is about about 35 miles south of Little Rock, which is, you know, the capital of Arkansas, yep. pretty much the only yep. place that everyone knows. Uh, <laughs> but growing up, man, uh, was, was, was pretty cool, man. I, I recognized early on that I truly benefited from having a strong mother and father in my life. And I also early on, rec- I recognized that art and creativity would, would somewhat be my weapon of choice in regards to maneuvering through this life. So overall, okay. and then of course, I'll, after I got a little older and you know, junior high, high school, I started playing sports, started playing football. So I lived a, 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 a interesting dynamic, man. I was the football star and the art geek. You know, it was funny that's, because I was- That's very rare. Yeah, very I, rare. I, yeah, I was painting the banners that we was running through on Friday nights, you know what I mean? So. It was, it was a yeah. trip, man. But um, that was kind of my dynamic. You know what I mean? We, we really didn't have any celebrities coming up, no sports team. So the people was, you know, your character, your personality was who the stars was around my, around my neighborhood. So. Definitely. Who, who, who is big in Arkansas? Do you, do you didn't really have anyone that you looked no, up to? No, I mean, or... I mean <laughs> really no one. I guess, I mean, you had, <laughs> I mean, notable figures like, you know, Bill Clinton, who was from Hope, Arkansas, and then you had a few, <laughs> right. you know, few players that made it got into whatever league, you know, but other than that, there's really no prominent person like where, you know, you know, Michael Jordan is from North Carolina. You know what I'm saying? Right, you know, right, right, so right. It, it really isn't that kind of figure coming from Arkansas, but uh, but it's, but I will right. say there's a lot of great people there, though, inside Definitely. those woods and forests and trees and shit, man, so. definitely definitely man there's a there's a point i want to kind of touch on that you mentioned that you said you you knew you wanted to get into art and creativity where where is there anything that you can think of that you know whether it be like your family dynamic or anything that kind of grooved you or did you was it just something internal from the from the get-go well i'll tell you what man ever since when i won my first art contest i was in the fifth grade they okay. handed me a $200 check. I was like, oh, shit, this is something that I sketched on the piece of paper and it won an art contest. You know, once that happened, man, I remember when I saw Lion King for the, I'm, I'm about to tell my age, I'll be 38 next month. But I remember when I saw <laughs> Lion King the first time when I, I think I was in the fifth grade. And I was, I remember watching that film in the theater with my mom. And I was like, you know what, I think this is 
somewhere within this is something that I want to do with my life, you know, whether it's sketching or painting or, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, so that, that vision, you know, that mindset kind of carried on to maybe around eighth grade until I started to like my, I hit my growth sprout and I was like six foot and started playing sports. You know what I mean? And that kind of- A little bit more burly. Yeah, become a successful <laughs> running back or something. You know what I mean? You know? Yeah. So yeah. So, but I always knew that I could rely on creativity. You know what I mean? Like even in my life, I mean, I, 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 I guess looking at, you know, you know, playing with fabrics, putting them on my Air Force Ones, and then like seeing it like, you know what I'm saying, on camera and shit on the video, like, oh, I did that last year, you know? So it was just kind of yeah. little stuff I was just playing with when it came to clothes and fashion and sketching, you know? Uh, Definitely. Yeah. Definitely, man, definitely. One of the questions that I kind of want to move on to is uh, along lines of where does your design career begin, man? Because um, it's really interesting, I feel like, hearing the story of how an individual got has gotten to where they are mm. right and, and where that where that story begins I, we talked to a couple of weeks ago I talked to a, a collaborations designer at New Balance okay. Jordan Johnson he's from from my community and his story is is absolutely incredible he he, he went to like different camps and he was approached by different um, people in the industry how did you really begin your design career you know what I would honestly say my my career prior to fashion design, before I got into fashion design, I was a juvenile probation officer uh, yep. for five years, um, three years in St. Louis, Missouri, and another two years in Chicago when I was working with the youth. And mm -hmm. I'm going to be totally just full transparent with you, man. I was getting more compliments for my attire than my overall caseload, you know? And, I, <laughs> and that was like, if I can give you a year... That might have been maybe 2008 through 2011 when, when right. new menswear, this whole emergence of menswear started to come up. And, you know, I knew that that was something there. And so I would, mm -hmm. I would, that was kind of like my hobby. Like I knew when the shows was and I would watch my favorite show, whether it be Gucci or Zinnia or whatever. And I would critique the looks and say, oh, mate, oh, that jacket shouldn't have had applets. That should have been a three piece. You know what I mean? So, and, and I, at the time I didn't know it was designed, but you know, it, it, it spanned out to me knowing that I could sketch. And once I discovered right. that sketching is a, is a, is a decent component to uh, menswear and, and fashion, I went for it, you know, I uh, quit my job and I sketched up a uh, portfolio and I sent it to the School of the Arts of Chicago and it landed in Nick Cave's lap and who happened to be one of the, you know, one of the most prominent top uh, visual artists, performers in the industry, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. um, so with that being said, man, it, ever since 2012 was when I got accepted. I would say that was the beginning of this journey. And I think I need a new word besides journey because I've been saying this whole journey shit for years and now it, it, everyone <laughs> is starting to run it thin. But I never, call, I never call this a career. It, it, for me, it's a journey, you know, and then since I uh, got that envelope saying that, you know, I got accepted uh, to the School of the Art Institute of Chicago, I just been just chipping away, you know what I'm saying? So I would that was the beginning, you know. Definitely. Yeah. Let's talk about your acceptance for a second for a second. How did that feel? You know, um, it pro I mean, yeah. How did it feel? Um, it was a big realization, man, and I'll, and I'll speak on that realization. You know, I had no idea that SAIC was one of the top art schools for graduate, like second to Yale during that time. You know how those like those school charts, those school Exactly. Yep. One year is one, one year, whatever. So anyway, during the time, it was like number two. But I didn't know that until I actually got accepted, you know, because honestly, if I had known that school was that prestigious, I probably would have got, uh, you know, like, ah, oh, they're not going to pick me. Who am I? You know what I'm saying? You know, I just knew moving to Chicago that they did have some type of school there. So I just sketched up something and sent it to them. So once I got that, you know, envelope saying I got in. It was a moment. It was a moment, man. And it, it, mm -hmm. you know, it, it pretty much is still pushing, you know? Yeah. Definitely. Definitely, man. It's, it's special because um, actually me and my girlfriend, we were just watching a, um, a, the Netflix documentary about the college scandals. Yeah, obviously. Yeah, yeah. You, you know what I'm talking I love about? It. Where I, they, it's, it's, it's one of my favorites with uh, yeah. Rick Singer, right? Yep. Rick Singer. That man, Rick yeah. Singer, boy. That shit, yeah, that shit is trippy. <laughs> but... Um, you, you see in the beginning of that documentary, all the kids waiting for, you know, their acceptance. And, and no matter what level you're at, the, the moment you get accepted into an institution that you believe can, 
you know, better yourself. Yeah. It's it's a power. It's a powerful moment yeah. for sure. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I'll never forget when I got accepted into the university I went to. It's powerful. Absolutely. Um, but one of the questions I want to ask you next, JT, is about skill sets. This podcast, man, I, I wanted I created this podcast to help up and coming designers, artists, creatives, etc. Right. Yeah. Um, we've kind of talked on ar- around the periphery of, you know, what you do, how you've come up, your journey, et cetera. What are some of the more um, tangible skill sets that you can give someone who's listening right now um, who wants to maybe, you know, not be you, but follow along a similar path that you took, right? Um, before I, you know, get into the context of giving advice, which I always do because, you know, I don't, I, I kind of run away from the title mentor. However, I extend my hand to a lot of students, whether they go to FIT or Parsons or even back in Chicago, at SAIC. Cause you taught too as well, right? Yeah, I taught a little class uh, in Brooklyn, but it was just at an elementary slash middle school. But I still, of course, whether you're my assistant or intern, I'm still always, you know, providing and, and giving information. It's, it's not in the context of I'm big broing you or you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying, or being some old head, whatever, but yeah, um, it's, it's always in the context of providing insight from things I went through. And I always, you know, I always reference, you know, one of my applied models from my fraternity. It's lift as you climb, you know. And so with that being said, I always just kind of go to me and my story in regards to skill set. And so for me, it was always mindset before skill set. And in between there, knowing what your gift is. And if you really mm-hmm. don't know what your gift is, perhaps knowing what you're capable of doing. You know, it could be from gift to capability, right? And then mindset. And so again, like I was saying, you know, just me, you know, coming from the courts, you know, and telling myself, oh, you know what? I'm not about to get these courts in my best years of my life. But before you know it, I'll be 40 in this place, bald and, and you know, <laughs> wishing I've had a pursuit it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so with that being said, I, I, just, I just had the mindset first that I knew I could do this. I knew that I could, you know, step forward to this and then just and just see what happens and then once i got inside the space right that's when i of course realized okay these are the skill sets that i need to have you know but mm-hmm. what, what pushed me to the skill sets was the mentality you know what i mean Definitely. i think that's so important to be able to see yourself being in that space and that's what was going to get your feet moving you know and so that's what i always uh depend on you know what i mean Definitely, that, definitely, that vision, man. Seeing myself there and that and that got me moving, you know. But as far as but to throw out some skill sets, I mean, just understanding what your gift is, you know, understanding what you're strong at, know what your proposition is, know what know what you can do that no one else can do. Me, I always say my strength as a designer is my sketches. I'm able to accurately with every detail sketch out exactly what I want, and then from the sketches, I'm able to you know source and swatch. And I know what type of fabrications I need to build this collection. Um, and of course, knowing silhouette and different references or whatever. So just kind of knowing what your strength is and just going off of that momentum, you know. But of course, I mean, I mean, here's the thing is, of course, I know how to use Illustrator, you know, uh, but I, I, I'd rather not. If, if the person beside me may be better than me. So, you know what I'm saying? But, you know, yeah, I have to, totally. Of course. You know, if need to say, if I can't get this off to a to an assistant or a junior, I can do it myself. So mm-hmm. definitely dabble with uh, Adobe Illustrator, uh, Photoshop, and uh, just see what that can give you. For me, I always say when you're too close to a garment, you can't see it. Mm. You know, so mm. I'm the person that I'm, luckily me, I'm able to sketch out the full vision. And that really helps me. That carries me through the whole process. But uh, yeah, I, I'm not trying to deter someone from if, if they want to be a pattern maker, be a pattern maker. You know, of course, you know. But I'm not about to be a pattern maker. I, I, you, know, <laughs> you know, I remember again. You know, I, I came into school when I started at school. I was 29. You know, I already had life lessons, so I pretty yeah. much knew what my strength was. You know what I mean? Definitely, like I knew definitely. when if I was to move from Chicago and go to New York or if I was to go to London, I knew that it wouldn't be, you know, you know, cutting so developing with my hands. It'd be, you know, ideas, sketching it out, building it, you know what I'm saying? And directing definitely. You know what I mean? So so that definitely uh basically what I guess I would push on to someone. You know what I mean? No, I lo- I love that. And that actually hits really hard home for me. And and one of the things you said that I hear often is this um, 
importance on mentality. Yeah. And, and uh, you know, when I, I came up, John, JT, I, I, was, I was a hooper. Mm-hmm. So I hooped all my life, played Division One, And, you know, one of the guys that I love to study uh, from a skill standpoint and from a mentality standpoint is the late, great Kobe Bryant. Yes. Why? Because his mentality, in similar to Michael's when we saw The Last Dance, is to always be the best version of himself, to always dominate the other person. Yeah. That's a mentality for sports. But it also is something that can be carried into life yeah. that I've noticed in, in, the, in the standpoint of you have to uh, know where you want to be and know how, you know, know, know that you're not going to stop to get there, right. essentially. That's right. right. And, and what you said really is important about your gift, knowing, you know, your talents, knowing what you're good at. And, and for someone right now, he's like, I don't know my talents. I think that uh, one of the ways I would say to help find out what your talents or your gift is, is you have to try. Yeah. A lot of yeah. things. Yeah. Sometimes you try something and like like JT is saying, you know, you want to do pattern making, but you're not really that good at pattern making. Like it just doesn't click for you. Yeah. You can maybe push your way through it, but at the same time, you might be, you know, better at sketching yeah. and you might find more success at sketching. Right. Example number one right here. So I love that. I think a lot of people will get a lot of value out of yeah, that right there, yeah, man. Yeah. So that's dope. That's right. Let's talk about um, your personal line, Moment Ohm. Um, can you tell us a little bit about uh, what you have in the works? I'm really excited to hear about this. It's so funny, man, because if I can kind of, I guess, go back with Moment, how it came about, because really Moment is just a personal story that I feel that everyone can relate to. Mm-hmm. How the name actually came about the first time, I mean, before Momentum Controls the Universe, which I can speak about that a little later. Um, when, I, when I was in school, when I first heard the name MoMA, the Museum of the Modern Arts, because, we, you know, we would take study trips from Chicago. We would go to New York during Fashion Week and we would have this whole itinerary. And so anyway, when I first heard, you know, the name MoMA, I was like, wow, that's such a beautiful name. I don't know what the, what it means to, to, to me, but it's, it sounds beautiful, right? And I yeah. told myself if I was to have a brand, I would want the name of the brand to sound similar to MoMA. And the first word that came in my lap was moment. And then just that word moment just kind of just, it, it stopped me, like, this specific time mm. in life when something occurred, you know what I mean? Mm. You know, and also mm. even even the way I speak, the way my memory set up as far as life, I speak in moments. Like I always bring out, you know, I remember one time my dad said blah 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 blah. That's the reason. Right. You know what I mean? You know, right. I do that a lot. So anyway, um, and then I added the own because of course, you know, men menswear and kind of give it a little, you know, a little pizzazz. And then from there, I was like, oh shit, I'm always talking about momentum controls the universe, meaning you know, that momentum can come from a compliment. It can come from executing a fast collection, you know, in, in two weeks. And then from there, just going on, just chipping away. You know what I mean? I love that. I love that. Like even going from what you were saying about Kobe, I'm pretty sure, you know, his greatness came from the momentum when he first stepped on court, you know, as, as, a, as a young kid and he, he had his first mm-hmm. shot and he knew, okay, I can be great, you know? Yep. And realizing yep. that momentum. So with that being said, that's kind of how, you know, mo- moment on came about. And when I first attempted to launch moment in 2015, so to all you listeners out there, you can go to Hypebeast. You can check out the first collection. It's the SS16 collection. Check it out. Uh, I'll link it. I'll link it down below. Yeah. So anyway, when I first launched moment, that was during a time when I always say I let my optimism overcompensate my common sense. Mm. Thinking I could... Um, you know, start a luxury company with 30 grand, you know, but it was, <laughs> right. it was but, it, but it was crazy because I got so much traction from that lookbook, man. I mean, everyone from, you know, all of their, your, your global luxury brands, I mean, your global luxury retailers, such as Dover Street to Birds of Goodman, Barney's, Colette and Pears, they all responded and they all, they wanted to see more. And I was featured in Women's Wear Daily, one to watch. So things were happening, just me stepping out saying, hey, I'm going to do this, but just within two years of me living in New York City. But however, like I said, I mean, things was going too fast. I didn't have as many resources and connections as I have now. You know what I'm saying? New York City was big to me at that time. You know, so I decided to uh, put Moment on the shelf. And mm-hmm. when I put it on the shelf, I just, I, and I was totally satisfied with that. Because again, my reward during that time was the fact that people was responding to it. And, and the feedback mm-hmm. was just phenomenal, yeah. you know? So with that being said, man, I was totally fine with putting it on the shelf around 2016. 
And I crafted this uh, idea to become the go-to menswear, humbly, humbly speaking, the go-to menswear designer in New York City by only designing for, quote unquote, the hottest brands in New York City. Because I felt during right. that time, I only had two options, either A, take a job at Polo or somewhere at PVH, you know, Tommy Hilfiger or whatever, and mm -hmm. click on the mouse all day until I built up the courage to jump out the window. Or <laughs> do I attack these cool brands, you know, and a lot of these cool brands are, wasn't even really companies. You know what I mean? They may have maybe two people right. working, but however, they had a little buzz because in the space that they operated in, right? Because it wasn't corporate. Definitely. So I went that route. Yeah. I went that route and I told myself when I get to a point where I feel like my experience, my name, my story is strong enough. So honestly, I don't even really even have to speak about the whole criminal justice shit prior. You know what I mean? You know, <laughs> right, right. You know, because again, like when I had my Women's Word Daily feature, it said, you know, in two years, this guy was taking ankle braces off of, uh, you know, kids in, in Chicago. Now he's in Paris to Tom Brown. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right, you, right. You know, you know. <laughs> so not that that's a bad thing. I actually, I mean, that's actually a bar, but still, I mean. It is. Um, that was moment in the beginning. You know what I mean? And, and yeah. from there. No, it's good. It's good. No, we're good. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, so uh, that was moment in 2015 when I attempted to launch it. Right. And now. Speaking about moment, almost six years. Yep. I'm in a place now where you know I don't necessarily want to say that I'm going to do an official lunch for this summer mm. or next winter. But however, you know I am slow cooking it, and I am working on some good stuff in regards to making sure that within the next year, moment gets some real attention. You know what I'm saying? You know I don't want to, you know, I, I don't want to be one of those people that speak about it, speak about it, that it falls flat. You know, I don't want to say fall flat again, but, you know, because the first time it was enough that people was fucking with it. It was enough that people was, you know, reaching out, you know, these stores that I would, you know, dream of being placed in, you know, these magazines yeah. that I would read, you know. Um, but now, you know, I'm just being very quiet about um, what's next for a moment as far as me taking it off the shelf. But I feel good. I feel good. I, I'll say that. I can, I say, I'm sorry for cussing. I'm so sorry. But yeah. Oh no! Don't don't feel sorry for cussing. I don't know people. People say that they feel sorry for cussing because I don't I don't cuss as much, and people always apologize. I don't care. I don't I don't care at all. I'm just you know on care. your platform. You know what I'm saying? Just being respectful. You know. I appreciate it. I truly do. I truly do. No, that's incredible though. I mean, that's it's it's always exciting to get something personal, uh, work on something personal, have your own baby, um, and and just kind of see it develop. Yeah. You know, from from yeah. here and there and in different places that's and right. whatnot. Um, so I, I'm I'm definitely very excited about it and keeping tabs on it and uh, I can't wait to see what what comes yeah, from what yeah, you yeah, do. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're definitely for um, sure. You're definitely no. No doubt, no doubt. Um, JT, let's talk a little bit about you touched on this a little bit um, in in the last question, but let's talk a little bit about you know experience working with uh, some of these other brands in 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 New York. Mm -hmm. um, can you just kind of give us a little bit of who you were working with, what what, what you were doing, the experience, those kind of things? Um, I think it, it's just a kind of very cool moment for the podcast to hear it's cool, your experiences. Absolutely. Um, I think in, in the beginning when you said Gucci, Amelion, Dor, and Nike, which is the, the irony of those three brands is actually my 2019, my year of 2019, man. And... Mm. I, remember, I think as far as the, this, this journey of mine, I think that's a year I remember for the rest of my life. Because I remember in January, I was making it back from Paris and this, I was doing market for Willie and a dear friend of mine named Adam Marr. Um, so I was working both those brands doing market. That was fall winter 19 and get back from Paris. And then maybe a week later, uh, Gucci, they do the, you know, you remember the black face, pop, pop yep. sweaters controversy. Yep. But when that happened, I was one of the first people to reach out to Dapper Dan about this. Okay. And I was like, hey, man, I, you know, I, I see what you're doing. I see the position you're in. You know, Gucci has always been very dear to me, even before the design days when I was a big consumer. You know, mm -hmm. um, I, will, I would love to help. This is who I am. This is what I've done. I'd love to help. And so his son, Jelani, actually, he, uh, he emailed me the VP of Gucci North America's email. Wow. And he told me, he said, hey, man, just uh, send them your, your resume, your portfolio, your story, and just, just see what happens. And so 
I did, you know, I did. And the woman, she didn't even respond to my email. She just forwarded to the headquarters in Milan. Mm. And the following day, uh, someone from Global Acquisitions, you know, at the headquarters hit me up and they were saying like, hey, Lucinda, just forward us all your information and we'd love to talk. Are you cool with doing a Skype? And I was like, oh shit, you know what I'm saying? And I haven't, yeah. as far as this journey, I haven't had a feeling like that ever since the beginning when I moved to New York City in 2013. I got, you know, an email from Tom Brown saying, hey, can you come in? That's incredible. You know, uh, but anyway, so um, when I got that email from acquisitions at Gucci, I was like, oh my God, I remember showing my wife, like, yo, this is, shit is going crazy right It's crazy. Now. It's crazy. crazy. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm, I'm, listen, me, I'm like, I'm from Arkansas, bro. Like, listen, I got to drive four hours just to see quality, just to see some real Gucci. And that's in Dallas, Texas. And that's still not even the full collection. You know what I mean? You know, Man. and so anyway, so the fact that they, you know, you know, sent that to me and I was like, oh, wow. So, of course, had the Skype with acquisitions. It was great. And she asked me if I could, you know, sketch out a small capsule collection, which had to be, of course, you know, Gucci, you know, inspired, but also me. And I did. I'm not going to get into detail what I sent them. However, I get it. They loved it. And they wanted to see more. Mm. So I made a bigger capsule collection. Again, won't get into details what it was. However, it was referenced, but I'll never bash Gucci because who knows? It may be another 360 full circle moment where I may be of course, of course. with them. You know what I'm saying? Or something. Very of course. But anyway, so anyway, um, so this spanned out. I'm going to tell you something. This, this spanned out for maybe seven months. Because that was during the year when Gucci was doing the Met here in New York City. So they were mm-hmm. going back. And of course, they're doing their, you know, their usual shows. And they're going back and forth, you know, doing the stuff with, 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 the, uh, with the Met. So yeah. it was a lot of back and forth. And it was going kind of slow. And so this spanned out ever since. This, this spanned out from February, the top of February to when that happened, to the end of July. And also, of course, me submitting, you know, two full capsule collections in, in the category was men's sportswear. You know, when mm. I reached out to when they, when they reached out to me, they didn't even have all of the details sorted out in regards to how they were going to do this whole diversity and inclusion initiative or whatever. Of course. You know, yeah. you know, it was, it was super fresh when I reached out to them or whatever. Right. And so anyway, uh, long story short, I had the actual interview Skype with the design team. And Alessandro was there. It was, David Rand, who happened to be the design director. I think it was the, the head of knitwear, uh, the head of men's sportwear, and I think the head of, of men's tailoring. And it was great. They were, they were like, hey, man, you, you're such a well-rounded designer. We love what we see. They had, they had everything printed out going through the work. And That's awesome. They were like, hey, man, we love this, man. And so I, I think um, the next step is going to happen really fast for you. And so, of course, when the, when, the, when the Skype was over, when the interview was over, I was like, oh, shit. Don't tell me about the pack of the move to Rome, you know, because, again, like for people who don't know, Gucci's headquarters is in Milan. However, the design studio is three hours away in Rome. In Rome. So, so anyway, so I was like, oh, shit, I'm about to move to Rome. This is crazy. And so this was in the top of June. All right. After, of course, they got back from, you know, from the Met, which is in May. So a month comes. I get an email from acquisition saying, um, unfortunately, you didn't get the role, you know, um, we, we recognize that your level of design, you're, you're at a senior level and this initiative is more towards juniors. So I felt like I got hit with a little ageism type shit. I mean, it was weird. You yeah. know, I was like, hold on, you know, cause I'm gonna tell you something. I never- Overqualified. I'll never forget this. <laughs> like when I, when I first interviewed one of the, one of the guys, he was Italian. He was like, how old are you? And I, I guess he saw the gray or whatever. And I was like, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'll be 36 next week. You know what I mean? Whatever. So, so anyway, um, of course, that was a gut punch. I was hurt. You know what I mean? I was like, oh, my God. But I, of course, me, I'm the kind of guy, you know, you know, I, I'm never a defeated person. I take a punch, mm. uh, man up, and I go forward, right? Definitely. So, uh, fast forward, I think maybe maybe three months later, I get approached by Nike. Their uh, head, of, their, their VP of diversity hits me up on LinkedIn. Wow. And he's like, hey, man. Uh, I see the experience, man. I I, I want to recruit you for something. Are, are you able to talk? And I was like, of course. And so what this was, this was um, a design team that they were putting together for Serena Williams. Oh, wow. 
And wow. I was like, of course, hell yeah, I'll pull up. So I went to the headquarters, uh, did this, this, this little design competition thing they had. It was great. I mean, their chief designer, John Hoop, came by my space. He was like, oh my God, this is, this is really super. Uh, again, I didn't get it with this one. I didn't get any call. I, matter of fact, I had to approach them. And it was so weird because um, when I was at the head, matter of fact, let me, let me be, let me be specific. When I was at the headquarters, it was at the New York office. Okay. Their whole team of designers and their top HR people was here, right? From Beaverton. And so I remember going to one of uh, the head HR guys and I was like, Hey, I'll be in Beaverton next week for a meeting, which was true because during the time I was designing uh, these uh, soccer kits and this merch for this street where uh, for this street uh, soccer club called street FC. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. And so anyway, I was like, and so we had a meeting funny. Ironically, we had a meeting the next week after. Right. And so I was saying, Hey man, I'll be in Beaverton uh, next week. And so the guy's like, Oh, well hit me up if you're, if you're, when you're in town or whatever. So anyway, banged out that competition. It was great. Flew to Beaverton for the street FC meeting, hit up the guy. He didn't respond. Mm. I come back to New York city. Everyone who I met during that whole competition was like, Oh, we know you got it. We know you got it. We know you got it. And no one hit me up. So I actually approached the guy and I was like, I sent him an email. I was like, Hey, what's up? And so (laughs) the guy goes, (laughs) the guy goes, Oh my God, I, I, I thought you were telling me that you were going to Nike for an interview. I was like, no, nah, I was. Uh, he was like, well, uh, you know, w- w- let's let's keep in touch. That whole thing. So, yeah, again, so twenty, and I like to speak about I like to speak about twenty nineteen because I that's when I really realized that it's so important to feel losses. It's like big losses, not little losses, but it's so mm-hmm. important when you're in a journey to feel some losses. You know what I'm saying? And then you Definitely. ask yourself, you, you ask yourself a question. Okay. W- what am I going to do? You know what I'm saying? When I got the first gun yeah. punch to Nike, I was like, and I knew that could have been a game changer. When I got, yeah. I mean, again, I mean, I spent, you know, weeks of making those collections and those, you know, those projects and, and submitting them to the team. And then also just that one, that one full day of working with Nike for Serena, you know, it was, it was amazing, you know, again. Yeah. So toward the end of 2019 is when I got approached by Teddy from um, mm. you know teddy hit me up and mm. he was saying hey jt man uh i hear your name you know what i'm saying and, you know floating around different conversations and uh, i i love i love to you know speak with you and maybe we can work on something Definitely. and so uh the top of january i uh pulled up to a shop and we hit it off man me and teddy we hit it off and it was cool you know what i'm saying and so he just basically said hey man you know i i, I need some you know some help with this next collection which was ss21 mm-hmm. And uh, I'd love to get your eye on it and just see what we can do. And so Definitely. it went to Ame and banged out from January to uh, mid-March. And it was great because going back to the ideal I crafted when I put Moment on the shelf, I almost looked at it like I wanted, I was offering a service, meaning that yeah. it's not a full-time hire. Give me your 1099 yeah. paper. Let me sign it. Let me bang out. Let me go. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and, and, totally. And, and totally. I think it's so important to say for me, this was my plan. I wanted, I didn't want to create an identity for myself through someone else's company. Definitely. And I knew what that entailed. I knew it had required not too much social media as far as the space I exist in, not too much, yeah. you, know, you know what I'm saying? Just keeping things quiet. Totally. Just, of course, just working in the shadows. And I was totally fine with that. You know, and yeah. not to knock anyone who, you know, who does that. I mean, you know how you go to someone's, you know, page and you know that they work for Mark Jacobs. You know what I mean? You of course. They work of course. Whatever. You know, not yeah. that at all, because I definitely understand that. And that's something that you should feel proud about. But for me, mm. I knew, OK, cool. If I'm going to attack these young, cool brands, I want to do it in a way where it's understood that this is who I am. This is even when you you looked at my LinkedIn, I wanted to be obvious yeah. that it was freelance, freelance. Head designer, you know, exactly. You know, I want to exactly. be able to communicate that. Um, so, with that being said, that's pretty much how I operate as far as creating for these brands. I remember if I was to speak about Willie, Willie Chevaria. Yeah, I actually met Willie on a plane going to uh, Florence. I was going to the big, you know, menswear trade show. Pity, mm-hmm. and I didn't know who he was. He didn't know who I was, or whatever. And this was in January of 2015. Mind you, that was okay. the same year I attempted to launch Moment, which that dropped in July of 2015. Right. So 
I ended up seeing him on the plane. We had him just talking or whatever. And then I saw him the next day, first day, day one at Pity. And he was like, oh, my God, you're super chic. You look so nice. Blah, blah, blah. We just hit it off. <laughs> and then fast forward, fast forward to July. Kid you not. Fast forward to July. I was just, I didn't do any trade shows, but I was walking some of the trade shows because, you know, just, just a vibe. I remember walking yeah. Liberty Fairs. Uh, it was me and, of course, uh, my homegirl, Sharif, who happens to be the co-founder of Liberty. So we're walking the floor, and I see Willie. I kid you not. Willie comes to me, and he goes, hey, JT, it's, it's this brand I saw on Hypebeast this morning that's fucking amazing, man. It's fucking amazing, man. And I'm like, let me see. And he, listen, he shows me moment. He shows me moment. And I was like, dude, I was like, you, you, you trolling me right now? What's going on? He's like, this is my brand. He's like, what? This is like, yeah, this is my brand, man. What are you, what are you saying? It's like, it was like, pause. Get out of here. <laughs> this is a big lie, whatever. I was, of course, I was flattered, but I still was tickled. So from then to two years later, Willie, because at the time, Willie had a shop called, uh, Palmer Traders, okay, which was in Soho, right on Sullivan Street. And yeah. Willie decided to uh, close Palmer Traders and launch his own namesake brand, Willie Chevrolet. And so two years later from that moment there, he uh, approached me and he asked me like, hey, do you know any people, any interns who can help me with, with design? And I was like, I, I know some people, some, 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 some students or whatever. And then later on that night, he was like, hey, JT, I have a proposition for you. And so that's how I got with Willie. And I said all that yeah. to say, my initial plan was to attack these cool brands, quote unquote cool brands. But to be honest mm-hmm. with you, I'm I'm so thankful, man. It's all of those brands, they actually came to me. Came to they you. Came to me, yeah. You know, so, so, so it just, and just having those moments to myself where I realized, okay, this is definitely, I'm definitely where I'm supposed to be because, you know, definitely. You, sometimes, you know, when you're in a journey or you're, or you're trying to pursue something, you realize like, hey, this I guess it's not for me, man. I guess I gotta go back to, yeah. you know, you know, the nine to five or whatever, you know. Definitely. So, uh, Definitely. So yeah, so that's pretty much kind of the New York story of things, you know? You know. Mm-hmm. You know? Definitely, yeah. man. Definitely. it's it's an incredible story and I feel like I feel like there's not enough time to probably talk to I talk about all the moments in your life where moments. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> all all the moments in your life where, you know, exceptional things happened or you met the person or you were doing this and saw this person um it's just interesting though because it it really does speak to what you were talking about earlier the building momentum starting somewhere um right now my 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 girlfriend is is writing her own children's book Mm, right and send me a copy because uh, it's book time for me every night at nine o'clock Oh, that's true. That's oh, that's perfect, man. That's that's very true. I'll have to send you um the, a copy. She's they're, they're they're in the process of getting it approved, the the final version. So it should be out within the next couple of weeks. So we're pretty excited about that. Yeah. But um, she's starting her own children's book, and just the um, you know, people that you meet, you don't intend to meet. Is kind of what I'm getting from some of your stories too, where like you 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 start something, you create that momentum, you you create that energy towards something, and the energy almost latches on to other people who are also doing things or need things. And obviously you were, you, you did the, the, the footwork and reaching out to the people you needed to reach out to as well. But it's, it's really interesting how that kind of works yeah. too. So, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, man, that's, that's a powerful, how do I want to kind of go into this next question? Um, which I don't even know what I want to do yet. Um, <laughs> let's, let's talk about, uh, some of your inspirations, man. Some of the, some of the people that you're inspired by, who you look at, who you're like, damn, yeah, they they, they got it. They did a good job here, or yeah. damn, I like the way they do this. Who are some people that you're inspired by, or collections, or whatever you're inspired? You know by, what, man? man? As far as people, because I'm gonna say this, man. Only people inspire me, and I've I've always said like we've we we we've kind of ran the word inspiration thin, a little too thin in regards yeah. of creating. But even when I create, I, I always say that inspiration is only 10% of the process and the other mm. 90 is being energized, you know, mm. actually getting it done. Because when you have, you know, 72 hours that to put some shit on the runway, I mean, it's not inspiration because the inspiration is all long gone. It was it's long gone. And yeah. now it's about being energized and banging it out, right? Uh, yeah. But going back to what you said as far as people who inspire me, which is such a, a beautiful question. For the past few years, man, I've, I've really been into uh, Ryan Coogler, man. 
Okay. You know, of course, you know, the director of Black Panther and, 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 and Fruitville, you know what I'm saying? Um, yeah. The reason why is because, again, I'm into people. And when I discovered his story, you know, the, I mean, however, he's at a whole nother height as far as he's at a whole nother height with film than I am with design, you know, but I feel that there are so many parallels with me and him as far as story, you know, a guy who mm. played college ball, college football, so did I, um, you know, quit, you know, pursued art, yeah. you know, and was able to, you know, maneuver and make something happen. And I also, not only that, I feel like he definitely creates, you know, you see someone, you may question if they really do the work. You can look at him and say, oh yeah, this this guy, the way he speaks, the way he's carrying himself, his whole approach, you know he's mm. an artist, you know? Yeah. And so, yeah. He's someone who I would look at like, and also he's young, you know what I'm saying? He's married. So I look at that guy like, yeah, he, this, this guy inspires me, but also people like just, just going on with that, just people who do multiple things, you know what I'm saying? Who's able to do, you know, be a full-time parent, but they may be an author, you know, they may do film, they may do, you know, they may be in the real estate, just people who can do it all. You know what I'm saying? It's just a full range yeah. of, you know, workers, you know what I'm saying? Definitely. The, the, the people who do do this whole balanced life, you know what I'm saying? You know, family and work, you know. Uh, totally. But as far as to name, to speak on some designs, I know what the people want to hear, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> what the people want to hear, you know what I'm saying? Uh, as far as fashion designers, people who I, I definitely tip my hat to, I love what Grace Wells Bonner doing. I love what she's doing. Okay. Love Grace. I love Martine Rose. I love what she's doing also. Um. I have to, of course, I have to tip, take my hat off for Virgil, of course. And I must tell you why. Mm -hmm. I remember, again, living in Chicago, 2011. I remember, you know, I lived in an area called Wicker Park. And Wicker Park yeah. is like the Williamsburg of Chicago. And I remember walking down Damon Avenue and seeing, you know, Virgil. And this is when he had hair on his head. This is Virgil and Don C, you know, walking down Damon. I'm pretty sure they were probably coming from RSVP, which was their shop. But I remember yeah, seeing these guys. Yeah. And I remember me saying, "Oh, those are the guys that work for Kanye." And then you see where they took it, where you see where Virgil's taking it. You know what I'm saying? You know, yeah. you know. So, so I definitely have to, just from a personal standpoint, you know, just seeing it. You know what I mean? Um, uh, yeah. So, so those are some people that I, I definitely tip my hat off to, man. That's really killing it. Yeah. They've been killing it. They have a beautiful story. That then uh, they're also lifting. They're also lifting as they climb. You know, you know, uh, Jerry Lorenzo, you know what I'm saying? You know, mm. again, another family man who's strong, at, who's strong at faith. Um, and, you know, of course, man, like you said, he's moving with conviction and that's what it's all about. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He says it all the time. Yeah. yeah. All the time. That's, that's what, what it's about, says. man. You know what I'm saying? Yep. You know, you know, um, yeah. So, so those, the, the right people, the right people, you know what I'm saying? Definitely. I love that list. I love that. Yeah. List. Yeah. 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 Man, JT, I, I appreciate the time you spent on this podcast, man. I have one more question for you before we conclude, and then we'll do like a little, you know, where can people find out more about you kind of question. Um, but like I said, I really do appreciate the time. One of the, the, the last question I want to ask you um, that hopefully will bring a lot of value to someone listening, because my podcast is, is defined by the value we can bring to others, right? right? So the question I want to ask, you might have, you've answered it kind of already in the podcast, but it, I, I, if you want to say the same thing you said before, let me just ask the question. I'm getting that. No, no, I, love it. I, love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. <laughs> the question is, man, you know, uh, above, no, let me, let me see. No, what is one piece of advice you would give to an aspiring designer, artist, creative who is, you know, down in the dumps right now, who, who's in a rut in, in a creative rut, just can't figure it out what, what they what they want to do, how they want to create, where they want their, their journey to start or where they want their journey to go. Cool. This is what I would say, man. And I remember saying this on someone else's podcast last week, and I'm going to say it on yours. I would tell that person to believe in yourself a bit more than trusting the process. Mm. You're supposed to, now don't get me wrong, you're supposed to trust the process for sure, right? Mm -hmm. But still believe in yourself just a tad bit more. And again, every, every time I give some type of advice, this is always something referencing, a situation representing my life. So if I can kind of expound on that a little bit, if you, if you don't mind. Yeah, of course. Um, I'm really good at taking whatever reality is faced in front of me 
and using it to my benefit. So with that being said, I understand that when it comes to design, well, fashion design, well, at least that's what I thought, whatever, or, or what I think. Um, usually the story is from 20 years old to 35. Because everyone in fashion, they always talk about their 15 years of experience, their 15 years of experience, right? That's the number that you see in regards of experience, right? But my reality is 30 years old to 45. And I knew that, you know, 10 years ago. You know what I'm saying? When I was just thinking about, right. I'm going to do this, right? Because right. again, I spent most of my 20s, you know, I, I lived a life where, you know, I'm from a place where they teach you to, you know, uh, get a job, work a job, pay the bill, die. And I always yeah. speak about, you know, it's so important to unlearn things than it is to learn. And so when I finally decided to just take a step towards, you know, what was in my heart, you know, that was my reality. Okay, well, cool. Well, because again, when I was at Tom Brown interning, I was 30 years old, man. I, you know what I mean? I was older than the, than, than the design director, you know, but still right. I knew that I, I had to sit down and kind of break it down in a way where, how am I going to work this to my benefit? So with that being said, in regards to believing in myself more than trusting the process. When I started at Tom Brown, I was 30 years old. I got that, I got that uh, position in 2013 in October. Mm. And I told myself, okay, cool. If I can just do this from October to April, my birthday is April 19th. And I told myself, I just to give you all the details, I didn't want to turn 31 while designing for Tom Brown. I didn't want to turn 31 mm. and still be there. Mm. You know what I mean? I didn't want to have that yeah. day where I'm in, like, hey guys, it's my birthday. Oh, it's my birthday. Can you cut these swatches? Can you add these? You know what I mean? I didn't want that, right? <laughs> so I did I did a full seven months. And I think that and I think that first week of April, I quit. Mind mm. you, I already had my next move already, you know what I'm saying, in the play, which was to design this full ready-to-wear collection for this streetwear brand called Grungy Gentleman. Yep. And when I met uh, the, well, the, the the face of the brand, his name is Jace. When I met Jace, you know, actually I met him when I was at Tom Brown, obviously. And he was like, hey, I hear you. If you're at Tom Brown, you must be great. Blah, blah, blah. Whatever. I was like, what? Yeah. So <laughs> when he, uh, <laughs> you know, when he uh, asked me if I could build his collection, I was like, I had a moment to myself where I had to ask myself, yo, am I ready to do this? You know, and I just said, you know what, fuck it, I'm going to do it. You know, yeah. And oh, so yeah. I um, designed a collection, and then fast forward to the actual show, which was in September um, of 2014. Um, everyone backstage thought I was Jace. They were like, "This is this is not your brand. You're not the grungy gentleman." I was like, "No, he just hired me to design this." And they were like, "Whoa, man, you you should do this, man. You should really do this. This is you." And so within that moment, I was like, "You know what? Damn, this is." things are really happening tom brown and then like, like again like the article said in two years i was taking ankle braces off of shorties to being in paris with tom brown sending looks down the runway so yeah. and then of course doing this whole show for for you know for for grungy all by myself no assistant no internal nothing i was like mm -hmm. damn maybe i should and this is just me being here in new york city for two years so again i stepped out and i said you know what i'm gonna do my own thing i'm gonna try to do moment right so we have yeah. two years of me being in new york city Again, New York City was so big to me during the time, you know, and yeah. I attempted to do the moment. It did well as far as the people. And that was enough for me. And I look at that as me believing in myself a bit more than trusting the process. Now I'm going to speak about trusting the process. No doubt. For me, this is trusting the process. You take a 21 year old student that's fresh from FIT or Parsons. They get hired at let's say a Tom Brown. They're going to trust the process in the context of, hey, I'm 21 years old. I just got hired at Tom Brown. I can work here for four to five years, learn the business, learn, my, get my skills right, do what I got to do, and then let's see what happens. So you've given one brand four to five years, you're already 26. And then let's say you, you get hired by another brand. Let's say it's the row or somewhere or, you know, and then you give that brand another three to four years, right? At a better position and you go up or whatever. So you've already given two brands, maybe seven, eight years of your life. And then yep. you say to yourself at 2930, okay, cool. I think I'm ready to do my own thing. So I think that's trusting the process more, right? Than believing mm -hmm. in yourself. So for me, I think you should believe in yourself a bit more because those two guys, when you first heard my podcast with, you know, with Jay and Dez from different, yep. I always tell these guys, look, you guys are going to be rich before you guys turn 30 because 
they're, they're already 22 years old and they already have their company, right? right? And I always say to those guys, you guys are believing in yourself more than trusting the process, you know? Meaning they could be like, you know what, let me just devote, you know, the next eight to 10 years, you know, working for a tech company or working for, you know what I mean? You know, the advice I would give is to definitely believe in yourself just a tad bit more than trusting the process. Not the shit on trust, not the shit on the process because the process is beautiful. You know, but again, yeah. for me, I looked at it like, look, I can't, I'm 30 years old. I can't give Tom Brown four or five years of my life. You know what I mean? Yeah. I can only give him seven totally. months years. I can, I mean, I can only give him seven months, go to another yeah. brand as head designer, do that and then Definitely. launch my own thing. And then from that, come in as head designer for these brands. Definitely. That's a, that's a beautiful way to put it, JT. I actually really, really like that. And for me, it just hits home. Like it just hits home because it's the same story for me, man. I, I believe in the things that I get to do for my brand, for this podcast, right. for the content that I create. Um, that's that's a beautiful ending, man. Where can people find out more about you if they, you know, if they want to? I don't know. I don't know how accessible of a guy you are, <laughs> but if more people want to learn more about maybe you, more people want to learn about what you do. Well, I'm I'm, I'm still in the shadows do? right now. So with that being so, he's still he's still in the shadows. I'm still in the shadows. But however, you know, let's just say if moment was to you know happen within the next season or year or whatever, hopefully that'd be me stepping out the shadow. But still, it's, people can just okay. find me on my Instagram, man, which is JT is alive. That's J T I Z alive. Uh, cool. And also, I'm on LinkedIn, man. So if, if there's anyone that want to you know hit me up and you know speak or get some perspectives or some advice. Pull up, you know. Um, no doubt, we're not here for a long time, man. So, so it's, it's, it's always good to share and, and pass on the knowledge if you have it, you know. Each one, each one, teach one. That's what I was told. Easy, that's the fact. Um, one of the last thoughts I want to add to this podcast before we conclude, and this is going to be on the episode, is uh, I, I really, really love the idea of momentum. I really love that because, uh, for me, you know, talking to you, having a chance to talk to you, man, it's it's an incredible opportunity. Um, I remember when I first started the first episode of the, of the Beyond the Garment podcast. Um, you know, there's no way I could think about having you as a guest. And so just like your analogy with Kobe, with basketball, the first jump shot he made, you know, I had to start the podcast and, and you had to start, you know, designing in order for us to even be in position to cross paths. Yeah. And it's just another example, guys, of of just believing in yourself, just like he said. Right. right? So... Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Beyond the Garment podcast. We hope you gained some value from it. Wherever you are in the world, have a wonderful rest of your day, and we'll see you next time.